0: Rob, we are back for week one of the NFL season. We tweeted this from the roster up account uh, earlier today. But honestly, man, is there anything better than coming back from Labor Day weekend? Nice three day, three day weekend. Enjoy the holiday. And then you wake up Tuesday morning. It's week one of the NFL season. We got a game this Thursday. Big game. We'll talk about it towards the end of the show. But honestly, man, I, I'm excited to have you. Uh, as we kind of open up week one of the NFL season. Uh, there's not much that feels better, and it's uh, and I appreciate you jumping on here and joining me.
1: You're right. I mean, there really isn't much better than this. Uh, it's probably my favorite time of the year, or it's definitely up there. I think just, like, fall weather kind of kicking in in a couple weeks here. Uh, football back, like, just football until February. So, I mean, it's just... It's just a great time of year. I love it so much. I'm so excited. Um, short week to go mm-hmm. of work, you know, to go into the uh, the start of our our you know week one, and we kick it off with a great game on Thursday, and then a couple more on Sunday. So I'm pumped. Couldn't be more excited.
0: We actually got some good fall weather down here, actually, you know, in South Jersey. You're up there in uh, North Jersey, I believe, right? Did it cool off for you too?
1: Uh, today, I mean, it was a little. A little overcast, so yeah, it was cooler. But it's been pretty consistent, you know, mid-80s to ninety. Yeah. So it, it needs to go down to that long sleeve, throwing the football in the backyard type of weather.
0: Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, it like got down to the low 70s today. So I was like, whoa, we're definitely ready for football season after it was like 92 days ago. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll warm back up a little bit. But nonetheless, it's football. We'll, we'll get that football weather, like you said. Um, and I'll say that's one of the best feelings. And, uh, so, so obviously the around the league shows and your one here, we did a lot of team previews to kind of kick off the season, uh, went around the horn with, uh, a lot of the other, uh, podcast hosts and everything, uh, just kind of talk about their teams, preview them, guess, get the listeners excited for what they might bring. We did some deep dives on those individual teams, but now this is the around the league show. We're going to be talking about whatever the heck we want to talk about. And that's just how we're going to roll here. So what Rob and I kind of have tonight, Uh, for you guys is we each kind of brought three things to the table that we're looking for as we head into week one of the NFL season. So what we did is I've got um, just a list of three items and I'm going to start it off. And then Rob and I will rotate. So I'll do one, he does one. And these are honestly just things that we're looking for uh, that we will tell us a story for the rest of the NFL season. It could be it could be a certain team, a certain player, a coach, whatever it is, something we're looking to see, we expect to see, or something we're looking to get an answer on. That's kind of what we did. We haven't really talked about these. Uh, these are things we're kind of uh, going to hit on and just let the conversation flow. Um, and obviously, let us know your thoughts and everything in the comments following the show. Uh, reach out to us on uh, Twitter at Roster Up Media. Uh, check us out and all our other shows, Uh, we got about 10 shows going right there. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, check us out on there. Give us some feedback, like, rate, review once this is over. But without further ado, Rob, let's kick off the – we've had some official shows already, but let's kick off the uh, NFL season uh, with our real first around the league show, no team preview. And the first thing that I want to see this year that I'm interested to see this week is Trevor Lawrence. Last year, he was the number one overall pick. Your Jets really wanted him. He goes to Jacksonville. That's a market that people just really is quiet. People don't really care about it. Urban Meyer was a mess. Um, And that's an understatement. I mean, he's a joke, and it was just a dumpster fire last year. But Trevor Lawrence, like, had some decent moments, but he threw – I believe he had the most interceptions as a rookie. I can't remember if he uh, took the cake there or if he – I know he rivaled Peyton Manning. Uh, But I want to see what he looks like this season. You know, I want to see what Doug Peterson has integrated in that offense. What has he changed? What has he allowed uh, Trevor Lawrence? Where has he allowed him to grow? And honestly, what kind of culture has been integrated in Jacksonville? Because I think that's a big thing is Trevor Lawrence is one of the best prospects we've had in several years. And he went to just an awful situation. Um, And I think a lot of times the situation makes these quarterbacks. And so Doug Peterson, does him coming into this situation change the overall trajectory of Trevor Lawrence. So that's going to be the primary thing I'm looking at this weekend. What does that offense look like? Um, How does he handle adversity? How does the team look? And honestly, how is he converting? Is he eliminating those turnovers that he had? Uh, We did this on the team preview, and one of the interesting metrics I noticed is that he not only had the worst interception rate among starting quarterbacks last year, um, he was actually pretty good uh, on first down efficiency, and he wasn't just throwing the ball up in the air on third and fourth. Most of his turnovers and his lack of efficiency came on second downs. For whatever reason, that offense was awful on second downs. That's where Trevor Lawrence's issues were coming from. So that's really something, if I'm getting specific, that I want to see change and see where they adjust. I don't know if you got any thoughts on Trevor Lawrence before we kind of go on to uh, your point there, Rob.
1: Yeah, I, I will say he's someone I've been excited about since he started at Clemson. I remember years ago, Back when he was in high school, even I I sent a video of him to my brothers. I said, this kid is, this kid's unbelievable. He's going to be really good for years to come. And I think we're all just waiting to see that at this point. Um, You can't ask a rookie to go into a situation like he was in and absolutely tear it up and and change the franchise in one year. I mean, he, he is certainly in one of the most difficult situations in the NFL. They're hopefully going to turn the corner a little bit this year, but even so, like four wins in the last two years and they're expected they you know they their forecast for the win rate this year is, is six and a half so I, I just don't know if I see that happening just yet I mean it totally depends on him at the end of the day I think he'll be better than last year I still think he'll be solid I still think he is a franchise quarterback um, but right now it's too hard for me to fully say that this guy is going to lead the Jags to a, a winning season. And I don't think anyone would really say that, but mm-hmm. uh, I think it, he's someone you definitely look out for, you know, that quarterback class, him, Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, um, all guys you you want to keep looking out for. And, and it's exciting to see them, you know, take their second year and, and we'll see what happens. There's a couple guys, you know, that I'll bring up, another one I'll bring up later on. But, um, you know, I'm always, I'm a Trevor Lawrence fan. I've been one, you know, since high school, like I said, loved him in college. And, and I think he will succeed. I think it's just going to take some time. And, and I don't think that's a crazy take. I think most people are on board with that.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Agreed. So why don't you uh, kind of go on to your point? What do you got?
1: Yeah, well, I'll, I'll stick with the young quarterbacks. Um, okay. One of my three points going over to, uh, you know, to uh, California 49ers, Trey Lance. So big question of the offseason for him and for the 49ers in general was this whole Jimmy G um, contract. They didn't know if they were going to resign him. They were going to trade him. If the Giants were going to get him, did the Giants miss on him? I don't know. There was just a lot of talk about Jimmy G. Um, so I, I'm i a little baffled, to be honest with you, with this situation. I know that Trey Lance is supposed to be the franchise quarterback going forward. But when you have a team that just went to the NFC Championship the year before and and almost made the Super Bowl, I mean, they're they're... You kind of ask yourself some questions like are you sure you want to get rid of the guy that just brought you there? I know his numbers mm-hmm. didn't jump off the jump off the stat sheet. I know he didn't, you know, is he didn't make, you know, your eyes go wide. But at the same time, like the guys around him know how to play with him. DeBo had a huge year last year. Kittles back. I mean, they have almost everyone back that they went on that run with last year. And then you ask them to go up against, I know the Rams are still there. I know they're still going to be good, but I mean, another point I'll make (laughs) in a few minutes is is my second point is what's going to happen with the Packers. I mean, we don't know Mm -hmm. if they're going to be a top contender even this year without Devontae Adams. I think he's a huge piece that they're missing. So to throw in a guy like Trey Lance, who's really not fully proven yet, he had a couple couple good glimpses um, of stardom, but at the same time, it's like, if I'm a 49ers fan, I don't really know how I feel about that. If 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 I went to the NFC Championship the year before with a guy that's been in the league for years, I mean, many years, you could call him a veteran. I know he hasn't done a crazy amount of things on his own, but he's good enough, it seems, to get you there. And they almost did get there. And, and I don't know. I just think, I mean, I won't keep going on about it, but if I was a Niners fan, I, I think I would feel a type of way about it. What do you think?
0: Well, it's kind of weird because he's one of those quarterbacks that like seems to win, but it's not impressive. And he has a a lot of, you you know, sometimes when you look at his numbers and everything, like it's not explosive. It's not, um, it doesn't feel explosive. It doesn't feel like exciting or anything, but he does. He always just seems to win. I think a lot of that has to do with Shanahan. It's a really good organization, but Shanahan was not winning with, um, you know, CJ Beathard. Um, he, he wasn't like going to the NFC championship game with some of those other dudes he had back there, there for a little bit while Jimmy G before he was either in town and and when he was hurt, you know, so with Jimmy G, they do just seem to win, but their ceiling seems to be capped. So I think that's kind of part of the struggle. If you're a Niners fan is kind of sitting there going, okay, it seems like we have a little bit of a ceiling with Jimmy G, but is it really that bad that our ceiling is the NFC championship? you know, and a consistent playoff contender. It's, it's very weird. Cause Trey, La- Trey Lance is, he's thrown like 400 passes since his senior year of high school. You know, like some of these, guys, you know, Trevor Lawrence was like throwing that in a season at Clemson, you know? So it's, it's very weird. Um, to kind of see him not practice with the team all season and then you see Trey Lance all camp you see kind of what he does in the preseason and you're like well shoot we got to keep Jimmy G you know it's it's weird it's almost it, it's hard to know if the Niners are sitting there going um, Trey Lance might not be the guy and we got to at least utilize our talent leverage our talent into some wins in the playoffs or if they're sitting there going hey we do think Lance is the guy but it, we have such a good team if he does get hurt we don't want our season to go down the crapper like it did with, the C, you know, the C.J. Beathards of the world and some of those other backups that were there. I can only remember Beathard's name, so he's just getting absolutely slammed on this show today. <laughs> you know, but he was, he was a 4-5-6-wood guy. You know, he wasn't yeah. winning 10, 11 games, taking it to a championship. So I, I, I'm definitely interested to see that. Like, honestly, I just want to know, can Trey Lance actually throw the ball? We know the dude can run the ball for 100 yards a game. He's a freak athlete. Like, I just want to know, can he read a defense and can he throw the ball? Cause if not, like, if he can't, then the Niners saw that in camp, and we're sitting here looking at this decision, and like a month going, okay, the Jimmy G resigning was them uh, not adding depth, and and everything. It was them going, oh, we messed up this draft pick like two years ago. That's that's definitely. I think that's a good one to kind of identify an answer on. Also, Trey Lance, he better be halfway good because I took him in like three fantasy drafts this <laughs> year. I mostly just care about the rushing, but whatever. Um, But, yeah, I I think that's a pretty solid one. Um, But out there in the NFC West, that'll that'll definitely be uh, an interesting battle, as always. Uh, I think one of the next ones that I had here that I'm interested to see uh, is actually the Eagles. Obviously, they are loaded on paper. They look really good. They added a lot of talent. Uh, They have built around Jalen Hurts really well. You know, we talked to our guys Uh, over at the Eagle Up pod. Check them out. It was a good team preview, but I know they'll be dropping one this week. Uh, Just about their expectations in Philly this year, what they did with that roster. And honestly, I think Nick Sirianni did an incredible job last year. He He was a really adaptable coach. And I think that's something that is huge in the NFL. Some of these guys just like bang their heads up against a brick wall. They're always kind of adapting, but some coaches are way more adapted than others. You know, I think Frank Reich is super adapted to consistently get nine, ten wins a year, turn that out and have a different average quarterback each and every year is very impressive. Nick Sirianni, to bring that over to Philly and just adjust throughout the season, two and five, they threw the ball at the third highest rate in the league through seven games last year. Then they started running the ball and really care that offense towards Hurts' drinks because he wasn't ready to throw the ball. So is Jalen Hurts ready to throw the ball? Because I think they're going to come out and they might be a little more balanced. I don't think they're throwing the ball at a top three to five uh, rate in the NFL. But, I mean, top ten rate instead of, like, bottom five if we're towards the end of the season. If they're coming out throwing the ball, like, let's say their their pass rate is eighth. And Jalen Hurts is legitimately good and they're winning. I think that's scary. Like, I think that makes them a legit NFC championship Uh, contender. I think they're already winning that division. They're in the NFC East. So I kind of want to know, I think they're winning the division if Jalen Hurts plays like he does last year. I think they're potentially winning the NFC if Jalen Hurts can actually throw the ball and has taken those steps year two of his system. So that's what I want to see. They're loaded. Are they actually coming out and trusting him? They got A.J. Brown. They got Devontae Smith. Dallas Goddard is a monster there in the middle. Um, They got a lot of talent. We know Hurts can run the ball. So now that we've added, they've added some talent. Uh, they got a solid defense. You know, can they just basically continue to build on last year's uh, system and the momentum that they created, and now allow Hertz to really uh, expand his repertoire from an actual from from the actual pocket? So I think that's going to tell us a lot this week in Detroit. Will tell us everything because it's still only week one. You know, Detroit can scheme some things up and and give them a hard time, but I think we'll at least get a solid answer on. Will the Eagles potentially be an NFC championship contender, not just the team that will likely win the NFC East? Um, you got any thoughts on the Eagles?
1: Well, I think, like you said, I mean, we, we reviewed this in depth in our Eagles preview. So go check that one out. But yeah, I, I, I don't think that that's a crazy take. I think the NFC is a lot more wide open than the AFC. Um, there's a lot of teams, I think, that can sneak in there um and the eagle the over under for them is you know nine games nine wins and the eagle guys uh, at roster up um, they said they'd be disappointed if they didn't see 11 12 wins and if they got there you know the eagle experts should know best if they get to 11 12 wins you're winning that division you're giving yourself probably a home game or two in the playoffs and with that crazy philadelphia eagle crowd. I mean, that's a huge plus for them. So if they can do that, I, I mean, you, again, go listen to that other podcast. You know how much I like Jalen Hurts. I just think he he's a competitor and I think he's the right guy for this situation. And yeah, they are absolutely loaded. They added a couple of really good pieces that are going to help them a whole lot. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they can do. I, I think I showed my excitement on that other podcast as well. Um, but yeah, it, there's there's absolutely a lot of positive buzz around the Eagles this offseason, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot to be unpacked. You know, as they go through Detroit this weekend, and then you know Minnesota, <laughs> Washington. Their their first four games for them is not crazy difficult. Um, their strength schedule is not crazy difficult. So if they're gonna do it, I think this is a really good time to uh, yeah. to string some wins together and and make a little run and yeah, it, it's going to be exciting to watch and unfold. And just to see if Jalen hurts really is the franchise quarterback. Cause he's young, he's a young dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he came out with Tua um, same year. And I mean, they're young quarterbacks that are supposed to be there long-term. And if he can figure it out and can do more than just run with his legs, I think you might have a really good piece there for a long time.
0: Yeah. You know, he's second easiest schedule over there in Philly this year. So it's it's all really set up for them to succeed. You know, part of that easy schedule is because the division's bad. But you know, you don't even he doesn't need to be elite. He doesn't even need to be elite. He just needs to be an above average passer. You know, he's he's got a good yep. deep ball. He just you know can he shred things? You know, slice and dice people, um, shorten in the middle. Like that's it. That's the crazy things. He doesn't even need to be elite. He just needs to be like above average. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely I agree. Um, I will take over here and jump into my second point, um, which I think a lot of people are really excited about this division. Um, And we're going to go over to the AFC West. So I think there's a lot of speculation that, you know, three out of four of these teams are going to make the playoffs. Two or three of them might make the Super Bowl slash win the Super Bowl. And that's kind of my question for you here the a lot of people were saying and i heard last year a lot and the year before that the denver broncos were a quarterback away from making a really big run and i know that division is crazy difficult you have four good quarterbacks three really good quarterbacks and then the raiders even have a super loaded roster especially offensively um can the broncos do it i mean is is russell wilson the answer there i mean it I know there's that immediate doubt that it's his first year there, new team. It's kind of hard to win with a new team. But, I mean, we've seen the greats do it. I'm not calling Russell Wilson Tom Brady, but Tom Brady did it a couple years ago. Russell Wilson's pretty darn good. Um, I think people forget how good he really was and and is still. I mean, he, I saw something that came out over the summer that he wants to play for another 10 years. Like, he would be playing into his 40s at that point. This guy is is still considering himself in his prime, and the videos you see of him playing and throwing around, like he looks really good. So you can com- you combine that with you know young guys like Cortland Court- Sutton and um, Jerry Judy and um, Javante Williams. in the backfield, Melvin Gordon's still there. There's a lot of talent around there, and I think there's those those young guys are still unproven, but I think they're unproven because they haven't had someone throwing them the ball. Um, Drew Locke has yeah,
0: freaking Drew Lock.
1: Yeah, Drew Locke has not been the guy. He's not you yeah. know couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. So I think <laughs> this is really this is really gonna be exciting to see these guys. And I think for those of you that are, you know, fantasy football people, you saw Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy get drafted pretty early. Um, in regards to where they've been getting drafted the last couple of years. So I think there's there again, a lot of buzz, a lot of positive buzz about this team. Um, and I'm really interested to see how this, this division pans out because I think, for me, my prediction for the year is Justin Herbert wins the MVP, and if he wins the MVP, that they're going to either make a, a good playoff run, maybe Super Bowl. But uh, I think I'm kind of going all in on the Chargers in this division, but, I mean, I could absolutely see any three of these teams make it, and I don't know if four teams can from one division can even make the playoffs, if that's even possible. But... If it is, this is going to be the time that it happens because all these guys can play.
0: It's it's going to be incredible to follow all year. The worst part about this is it's probably going to be – well, actually, it might be a good thing, a lot of late games. That 4.30 window, um, we're not going to get the witching hour with all these teams, though. That's kind of the bummer. Just imagine all these teams, like, just a weekly on the witching hour there on the NFL Red Zone, Scott. Hinton, yeah, 4.30 just like, is
1: like my, my hour nap, my hour Sunday nap time. I, I, go, I always fall asleep. And like the mid first quarter and I wake up in the third quarter, I'm like perfect timing, just missed halftime and get ready to go. <laughs> and usually at that point, it's like Justin Herbert, Austin Echo either have 45 fantasy points or, <laughs> and you either have them or you don't. And same with uh, Mahomes and, and those guys. So yeah, it's going to be fun.
0: That's like the mental break point of, of my Sunday is like red zone ends. I watch the quick kickoff for those four 30 games. And then I'm like, all right, I need to go get some dinner, get some fresh air, play with the kids for the while <laughs> before they're like, yeah. "Where's where's dad? He's been watching Scott Hanson for three hours. Before <laughs> <running."> <laughs> like, my God. um, Yeah. So I, I will, uh, we'll get them that, but they'll, they'll be in prime time a lot. Uh, and it'll be a fun division to watch. Um, You know, I, there's so much talent there. It, it's kind of one of those things where, you know I love Russell Wilson. I, I'm a massive Russell Wilson fan. Whenever I think about that division, it's like a process of elimination because everyone's so good. So, like, when I look at Russ, I'm like, I know I love Russ, and no, know, know he's, he's, he's a freak, you know. Um, And I, I think he's one of the best deep ball throwers in the game. He's not going to run the ball as much as he used to because uh, that's just not – he's, you know, in his 30s. You know, he's just not going to run it as much. But he's still an incredible thrower. I think, honestly, what Seattle was doing there with their offense was kind of criminal – um, it, was, it was a little juvenile because they ran the ball a lot on early downs um, against heavy boxes, and then they would throw against light boxes. I mean, it, it, was, it was a very predictable offense. And uh, a couple years ago when they were extremely explosive, they lost one or two games and then reverted back to their old ways. And that's when they started losing a lot during that COVID year. And then last year, Russ got hurt. You know, that freak accident. You know, we actually had him on our uh, FFPC team, breaks his finger on a helmet, and our stack goes down the drain. We were rolling until then. You know, shout out, shout out us for tanking the last <laughs> half of the season. Um, but I, I love Russ for that reason. I think people sometimes forget how good he is uh, just because of how he's ended. Uh, we know that roster is loaded. I think that Denver and defense is top five uh, defense in the NFL, I mean, top eight at minimum, which honestly, that's kind of all you need. You don't need the number one defense in the league to win. You know, you need the quarterback. Like, you need a good defense to help you out. Um, but, you know, they're loaded at defense where – I know people don't want to hear this, but defense doesn't win championships anymore. Quarterbacks in a good offense win championships. If you have one good defensive game plan in the Super Bowl and you win, great. But it's not what's going to get you there. Now they have a talented defense – and the quarterback, the defense would like be carrying them because they were so bad on offense. You know, Drew Locke, I'm actually – I'm definitely – what, what did you say? He can't he couldn't hit water if he jumped out of a boat? That's, yeah. like, that's pretty good. Um, And <laughs> yeah. honestly, could be more true. He could not throw the ball deep. You know, you got Judy and Sutton there. K.J. Hamler is an absolute speed demon. You know, you got to get him the ball downfield. You know, he's got that like four three four four speed, and uh he – couldn't get him the ball. They didn't have anyone to do it. And so when you got someone like that, you're running against loaded boxes. Javante Williams had one of the highest broken tackle rates in the NFL. We'll see if they, you know, give him a larger split this year. But, you know, he's start, He's having to break tackles like at the line of scrimmage, you know, lighten the boxes. Is he getting further downfield and still hyper-efficient running the ball? You know, does that create more explosive plays? Russ opens it up so much. And then, like I said, you have that talent on the defensive side of the ball I think the Broncos are in the playoffs this season, even even in that tough division. Um, I definitely think they are. I don't know if they win the division because you still got Mahomes and Herbert there, but I'm out on the Raiders um, because of everyone else being so good. I think uh, Devontae Adams is great. Uh, I think he's the best route runner in the league. I think he's phenomenal. But uh, he's not – the Raiders have a bottom five offensive line. Their defense is going to get absolutely shredded in that division. So I think those three teams potentially make the playoffs at least Denver and one of uh, L.A. or the Chiefs do. So I, I'm really – that division in general uh, is just going to be fun to watch, just totally across the board. Uh, but, you know, um, Russ right there in Denver, I think – I don't know about Super Bowl in year one because the AFC is so loaded, but Peyton Manning, they, they got there. You know, they were, they were good. And then they got there and I think year three they won it when he was kind of in the tank, but it was that was one of those rare ones yeah. where the defense really did carry him. Yeah. Um, I could see them kind of being competitive and then potentially getting there when the those younger skill position players really kind of develop and hit their stride maybe next season. But I fully expect them to be in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I do too. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head as far as what I'm thinking. So I mean, it, it's going to be a fun one. And I think our last points are kind of similar here. Mm-hmm. They kind of go along with uh, that same division. So I'll let you start off there.
0: Yeah. Um, so the last points we kind of want to talk about here is going to relate to Tyreek Hill. I think we're both taking a different angle on this. Um, one of the angles, you know, one of the angles that I'm creating, one of the angles I'm looking to take here on Tyreek Hill um, is simply going to be. Um, how do the Chiefs adjust their offense in general? So we know he was explosive, and that's how the Chiefs really made their name, is the Chiefs were extremely explosive. How so they made the Super Bowl run, how they have, have really been so much so fun to watch. Tyreek Hill was a big part of that. We saw it towards the end of last year. Teams really started cutting off that deep ball, forcing them to throw shorter. We saw a slight increase in what you'd call 21 personnel. There's two tight end sets, um, one running back. Um, and that kind of seemed to allow them to face heavier boxes and free things up on the outside. But also, we're looking at an older Travis Kelsey in his 30s. He looked good in the playoffs. But are they kind of looking to do more of a short passing game? Like, is this going to be – that's my thing with the Chiefs this year. Are they the one in the AFC West that falls off? I feel like a lot of people are kind of writing them off. I mean, for somewhat of a decent reason. But do they go in with a much – do we see a much more patient Patrick Mahomes this season, as a result of losing Tyreek Hill, you know, twenty. If you're coming out on twenty-one personnel, which they actually, um, you know, I was reading some sharp football analysis on this uh, a few weeks ago on their preseason. And a tweet he put out was that they used twenty-one personnel, personnel twenty-one percent of all downs in uh, their first preseason game, and that was the highest rate in the NFL. That's pretty odd. So they basically got rid of Hill and said, "We're going all in on the." best tight end in the league, Travis Kelsey, um, even though he's he's kind of getting older and everything. So that's kind of telling me, are they going to try to slice and dice teams? Like, is this going to look like n- not a New England Patriot offense, but we're, we're kind of shifting that way. Like, what kind of explosiveness are we going to see? Or are they going to try to lure in defenses and then utilize that to create explosiveness? Whereas in the past, they've created, just push the ball, push the ball, push the ball, been hyper aggressive, and then been forced to be a little more slice and dice. And I think that's what hurt uh, the Chiefs the last couple years in the playoffs was the fact that when it came down to it, uh, they were so aggressive, they were turning the ball over. You saw Mahomes do that against the Bucks. you know, when they cut everything off deep. You kind of saw them do it against the Bengals when they blew that lead. When they were forced to be super patient and win the game, just moving the change little by little, lowering that average depth of target, but really moving the change, uh, the change, they were unable to do it. You know, is that what they're now, they've been working on all season. Is that what they're looking to do? Now they've gotten rid of Tyreek Hill, you know, and and as opposed to having a true number one, they just distribute it and have, you know, group effort, committee effort, kind of bring up the rear from a receiver standpoint. I think that's going to be very interesting to watch there in Kansas City, because that to me is going to hinge on who comes out of the AFC West. Like I've, I've written off the Raiders, not that they're bad, obviously, but I think they're the worst of the f- four really good teams out there. Are the Chiefs that third one or is this restructure the strategy that they're potentially going to bring to the offense that they've shown glimpses of? Is this going to be what helps them get over that hump after they've been found out? You know, they've been one of the best teams in the league for like three or four years now. So when I say found out, there's quotes behind that. You know, it's there's some context, um, but that's kind of what has kept them from repeating as Super Bowl champions and then getting back last year when the when the Bengals shut them down is not being able to just, well, shouldn't say that, not being able to be patient moving the ball down the field when they've been found out. Um, so I, I'll kind of let you run with where you see things change, where you see Tyreek Hill kind of impacting as well.
1: Well, I, I think you said it, is you take away the number one deep ball threat in the NFL, you take away the fastest guy in the NFL, <laughs> you take away their identity almost, and it, it's it's very hard to analyze a team where you take away their biggest piece. And you could say something similar about Devonte Adams and where did the Packers go? But with the Chiefs, it's like that is like the epitome of you know flashy football, fun football, fast football. Um, Andy Reid throwing all these different schemes at you, all this different action, you know, left-handed passes from a right-handed quarterback, Mm -hmm. like behind the back, no look, whatever it is, like they were, you know, the globe trotters of the NFL, but they were super efficient at being that that was Mm -hmm. their identity. And you take away, you know, the one who I honestly think kind of creates that he opens up a lot of the field. Um, you have to worry about him. you got to put a safety back really deep every time just because you don't know. And he's still going to get behind that guy. So it's like you take away that. Defenses can scheme a whole lot different against this team. And if you're going to focus in on Kelsey, it's going to be hard. I mean, Kelsey is super talented. I still think he's the best tight end in the league. But and I still think Mahomes is probably the best mm-hmm. quarterback in the league. So you have two really you know, a big one-two punch and then Andy Reid at the helm. But at the same time, it's like you, you can't just focus on one guy. You can't mm-hmm. take away. I mean, it, it goes it's it goes hand in hand. I think if Kelsey was gone, Tyreek Hill would produce a little bit less, and vice versa. So, you put a guy in the middle. You, you put a linebacker on Kelsey and you shadow him the whole game, or, or even a, a corner. I mean, the guy goes out for so many routes. So, I don't know. It, it's going to be really it's going to be really interesting to see how they handle that, and especially in such an explosive division where. They have to play the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders twice each. That's six games out of the year that they're gonna have to battle against really good teams. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, you can categorize the Raiders as a good team. I would categorize the other two as as really good teams, especially the Chargers. But it's gonna be fun to watch. I guess we'll kind of see really how creative Andy Reid can get. Um, But I'm kind of interested on the flip side you know, what happens to Tyree kill in Miami? Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> a lot of you, pe- you, I think a lot of people will, will recognize the play I'm talking about last week or two weeks ago, where he caught a big deep ball, but he had to come back for it with two, uh, you know, pro Miami dolphins fans will say, you know, that's where the ball was supposed to be. And he did that on purpose. And then, you know, people that are just football fans will say, you know, he missed the mark. He didn't have the arm Mahomes did to, Mm -hmm. you know, lead him for a touchdown in that situation. I know it's only preseason, but those are kinks you have to work out. And I'm not too sure we've ever seen Tua have that big arm to go 60, 65 yards down the field like Mahomes Mm -hmm. could. So does his production go down? I mean, with him and Jalen Waddle, that's an extremely explosive wide receiving core, but at the same time, you have to get open. You have to, which I think, I don't think that's the problem. They're mm-hmm. going to get open, but it's can that quarterback get them the ball in that open space? And how much are they going to go to these guys to the point where it's exhausting? I mean, you don't have the Kelsey security blanket for the first down or anything. Like these defenses are going to zone in on just this speed mm-hmm. offense that. I don't know if they're gonna to try to adopt kind of what the Chiefs did, where they get a little creative, where they do a lot of more routes over the top, but I it's it's gonna be fun to see because I think Mahomes is that good where he'll be Mahomes. I don't think his yeah. production is gonna go down drastically because he lost Tyree Kill. He still has Kelsey. They just got Juju Smith Schuster, they drafted Sky Moore. They have good pieces. Juju Juju was good on the Steelers this first couple of years. They have pieces for Mahomes to be good enough. Now, does Tyreek have the pieces to help him contain that level of production that he had in Kansas City? I don't think so. I still think he'll be good. I still think he'll be solid. I don't think he'll be a top five receiver anymore with Tua. Hmm. And I'd love to be proven wrong. Well, not really because I'm a Jets fan, but um, <laughs> it would be it would be cool to see him you know, still be the cheetah because he is really fun to watch. Yeah. But I just don't know if that production is going to be the same because you're going from a top two, maybe top quarterback in the NFL Mm -hmm. to a guy that's probably in the, I don't know, 18 to 22 ish range, at least what we've seen so far. And we've seen flashes, but I, I can't go based off flashes. Tua's got a, to got a, – he has all the pieces, and we talked about this in the yeah. Dolphins preview. He has all the pieces and then some. Um, the most explosive offense in the NFL, I think, at least for his receiving core. So what can he do with that, and what can Tyreek Hill – what type of production can we expect out of him?
0: Yeah, Tua's – I mean, it's now or never. dude has got to absolutely step up. But um, I, that's, that was actually one where I considered kind of throwing in here as one of my three, but – it was uh I had to eliminate it somewhere, right? And uh but I'm glad we kind of got to talk about it because, you know, he's he's got to be able to push the ball downfield. I think Mike Badanios is gonna try to like cut defenses, you know, death by a thousand cuts with Hill and Waddle, but I he's you know, he's gotta use Tua to be able to do that. And I'm not sure I, I love Tula coming out of college, honestly, outside of the injury. Um I did I did like him, but I do think he had several red flags coming out of Alabama, where if things weren't scripted and perfect, he really seemed to struggle. Um, And it seemed like he got, I know he's had some injuries, but he got exposed there early. I think we can maybe chalk that up to uh, his situation thus far, but it's kind of like Trey Lance, you know, we're going to find out, can he throw the ball? You know, can he read a defense and throw the ball? Like you're not in college anymore. It's not your first read and then tuck the ball and run it. It's, you know, it's it's, it's like you, you got to be able to read the defense, you know, your hands, move the ball. You, you know, you got to have some pinpoint accuracy down the field. He was always known for his accuracy, but it's it's not something we've uh, really been able to see uh, consistently out of him. But like you said, we haven't really had the opportunity to do so. So you kind of got to give him a um a little bit of a pass there, but I I think that's definitely something I'm watching. And, and honestly, I know we'll all be watching the Thursday night football game. I've enjoyed kind of covering like some good, like six things that we're looking for here. Uh, Three pieces. We kind of head into week one, but kicking off week one is going to be the bills Rams. And, you know, I'm I'm not looking to break down the game. I'm just excited to finally watch some football uh, kick back on Thursday evening. And, uh, and just enjoy Stefan Diggs, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Stafford, uh, Josh Allen, you know this could be a Super Bowl preview uh, if the Bills can get over the hump. But we get to watch the defending Super Bowl champions take the field at home. We get to watch one of the most explosive offenses um, in the league, Super Bowl favorites, uh, come to town, uh, play them. I think that over and all, I want is the over under to hit. Opening night, we got a fifty-two over under. Just give me the over. Let me enjoy some football. I don't want defenses. I don't want. I don't want. You know. Ramsey and like the Rams D doing big things. They can do that in like December, January, whatever. Um, I, I just want to see some offense. You know, I don't. I don't even have like a detailed breakdown on this. I just need football to be here, but not like that freaking Carolina App State game. I it's, Carolina, that's that was psychotic. <laughs> that was stressful. This is not for that podcast. I I might need a whole other podcast just to like decompress. I'm still kind of wound up from that. I don't need that, but. I just need some, some good offensive football. I, that's, that's really all I want to see this week Um, and everything. I've not really, I don't really have like a favorite in that either. I think typically, um, you know, I think the bills make try to come out and make a statement and potentially and win this game. So I'd, I'll, I'll take the bills to win, but you know, that's kind of my analysis there. Just excited to watch some football. You got any thoughts on this game Thursday night?
1: Honestly, not much more than that. I think, at the end of the day, we're all just really wound up and excited for the start of the season. Yeah. And it starts off with a bang and you can only just, you just hope that it's not a nine to three ending score or something like oh that, my where gosh. it would just be a snooze fest the whole time. I don't think either, either team is really capable of that. So I think it's, it's good. We're in for a fun one. We're in for a good kickoff to the year. And Um, just really, really excited to be at this point in the season. Like we have a whole lot of football ahead Mm -hmm. of us and it is just such a joy, such a gift. And and I can't wait for it. And I'll be there Thursday. I mean, I'll be watching, we'll be talking and I'm sure we'll have some things to say about it next week as we, you know, look back on week one, but I don't want to look to week two yet. I want to enjoy week one and and that's what I'm going to do. So I think that's uh, some good advice for the rest of you listeners.
0: Could you honestly imagine a 9 3 game between these two teams? Like, if I stay up <laughs> till 11.30 on a school night for a 9 3 game, I will lose it. Like, if that's how yeah. we start off the season, oh man. That no, would just, we can't, we we would can't have, even we think, would think about that. We would have to that. record Friday just so we could go off. It would, it would not be a happy Friday at all. No, like, I'd have
1: Friday. to take off work, I think. But I. Let's just I'm do that not. anyway.
0: No, to, this is a We do this as a hockey free time. <laughs> Yeah. If you're listening. Do, should I cut this? We'll leave it in. Let him. Let the people enjoy it. He's not yeah. taking off Friday. He's working. I promise. We no, record these.
1: I'll work. Sort of air quotes. I'll work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, dude, I appreciate you hopping on. This was this was a fun one. Um, and if everyone else, if you guys enjoyed this, you know, submit some, some things you're looking for uh, this weekend. What you want to see? Anything you want us to talk about in the future? You know, this is a show we're looking to create. We want it to be. About the NFL, we want to touch on as many teams as possible. But honestly, we just want to touch on some unique, interesting things that we're looking to see um, around the league. Honestly, we just want to have that perspective, have that macro perspective, and just create uh, some good conversation. So, if there's if you like this, um, uh, like, rate, review, uh, check us out. We got a lot of other podcasts at rossstripmedia uh, Jets, Ravens. I can't wait to listen to that one. Jeff, Ryan, James, uh, going at it in Week One. Honestly, uh, so you got the OG pod. Jeff is is great. Uh, one of my favorite interviews as well. Uh, he could literally like just take our show and run with it, by the way. I think he might know more about the league than than most people. Like he's literally going to take our jobs. You know that, right? <laughs> like Jeff, is, Jeff might actually take our jobs. Well, um,
1: that's, well you're that, his that's boss, cool. so you could always fire him.
0: <laughs> Dang, I got a lot to cut out at the end of this podcast. <laughs> I, I am not going to do it. Leave it in. Like, I have like a, an actual job to also do sometimes. Um, <laughs> and then uh, obviously Andy Mack, he's got that. We talked about Thursday Night Football. We didn't even talk Andy Mack. Like he's got to be stressing going into uh, week one a little bit. So you, you guys check him out. I think that's, uh, that's going to be a good preview to listen to. You got to get that in uh, before the game happens on uh, Thursday night as well. But uh, we got plenty more, uh, several other podcasts, and everyone's going to be dropping and rolling out. We we interviewed a lot of them, Lions, Ingles. We got Fantasy over there, the season-long guys. Uh, so check them out. And obviously, Rob and I will be holding down the fort, just kind of taking uh, that look around the league. But uh, you can check us out. You know, you find him at Rob McW 24 You can find me at Cody Engle. Checks out at Up Media across all social channels. And we'll be back for more kind of reviewing Uh, what we talked about here. Did we get some answers coming out of week one? I'm excited to see it. Hopefully you'll see some more stuff from us rolling out as the week goes on. Uh, But we appreciate you listening. Bye, everybody.